Before we get into it, I want to do a quick, quick trigger warning or warning about potentially being triggered that in this episode, the guests and I talk about suicide attempts and suicidal ideation. But I realized for me, sometimes I would say these really extreme things, for example, like talking about self-harm or being like, I'm going to throw myself in front of a bus, like screw everything. I would say that, which in a way is like, was like narcissistic of me because it's kind of putting whoever I'm saying it to in a really weird position. Like, what do they say to that? Like you're, you, you got to catch up stand in your shirt. Now you're saying, I'm going to go throw myself in front of a bus. It's, it's really extreme and inconsiderate. And it's something I actually, when I had this, this moment of clarity, it really made me go, Ooh, I gotta, I gotta knock that behavior off. What it is, is for me, it was not really knowing how to soothe myself or not necessarily being hurt as a kid. So then I would say these really extreme things to try to get some kind of attention to try to get, try to get some soothing. And then I would go, I'm not even joking, go, I would, I would go eat something. We talk about my relationship with sugar on here. It is what it is. So trigger warning, we do talk about suicidal ideation and suicide attempts. Um, and it's a, that's certainly not the focus of the episode, but it is in there. And our producer, Land, right before we were going to air it, said, hey, you know what? Let's do a let's do a little beep beep back up the bus. Just a little heads up that that is discussed. So if that's something sensitive to you, I feel for you. And this is another episode of Inside the Closet. Buckle up. Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. All right, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Closet. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We're currently in a studio doing a bunch of episodes back to back. We yep. need to be doing this more often. Yeah, it's, I, fun. it's so much different in person yeah, talking totally. to you versus over Zoom. Um, yes, I was just reading that this like most recent generation is the the l- l- most loveless generation that they've fallen in love the most the least amount of times, and not just. Because they're had the least amount of time on Earth, like compared to other generations at the same like markers, and it's the loneliest generation. And I was like, it's because they're doing everything fucking online. I did read this really cheesy, stupid, dumb quote, but it was like, "Live, love, laugh." <laughs> yeah, and I was at Michael's. Yeah. Um. No, it did say like we are the last generation to know a childhood without technology. Isn't that crazy? And I am actually forever grateful for it because it literally was like, wake up. You don't call. You just run to your neighbor's house. You play all day, and you come home when the sun goes down. And, yeah. like, you're catching fireflies. You're running through sprinklers. You're going to the Did pool. Did you ever you're... catch a firefly? Absolutely. I Actually, actually, you know what? You know what? I remember cat. I, uh, me, too. But that's, me too. You know, that was, that was me too. kids just had to, like, leave their homes and make a life for themselves. And your parents right. were just kind of not really in the way. Right. And then... I remember, like, once I got to middle school, high school, then AOL came, then the internet mm-hmm. came, then everything came, and it was, like, a huge shift, and it's, like, yeah, I just, like, forget, I'm, like, oh, I'm so nostalgic for, like, just sort of waking up and having breakfast and running outside. And AOL it was very different from Facebook, because AOL was, like, you're, it's, it's not all picture-based, it's not all, And it wasn't like, that connected. You right. had to, like type in this person's name to like you know there wasn't like an algorithm there wasn't like it just was sort of like here's some information and you can chat with your friends online facebook was really when i signed up for it was i guess in college i don't know if that's when it came out or i just didn't do it in high school but i don't think we had in high school and thank god because just like i just couldn't even imagine that extra pressure of like presenting yourself on uh, well, when when Facebook first came out, it was when I was in college, and that's how I got started getting called Matteo. Oh, really? Because my aunt, I was living in Italy, and my aunt Cindy, when Facebook came out, she was like, my cousin Kelly put a fake name on her Facebook. My aunt Cindy's like, put a fake name on your Facebook because people like your boss at work sure. will look up, and if you're like drunk pictures, then you know they'll you'll ahead get of fired the times. Good for her. So I very smart. I was like, oh, I'll just say Mateo because I could mm-hmm. call Mateo anyways. And I was living in Italy. Right. And so and then that's it. Since I was 18 years old, ever since then, I've just been it's been stuck as Mateo. The power of Facebook. And do you remember the first like like viral video you saw? Because mine was that. Did you ever see the shoes video? No, my, my the first viral video on inter- online, mm-hmm. I think ever was that was the hamster dance. 
Oh my god, wait, what was that again? And you would go to the Oh shit. Let me look up the hands actually. Wow. Man, a catchy tune when it cat the my if you there was this video where this person was like Yes. And this shit went viral. And it was just a bunch of hamsters spinning around. Right, and ain't shit changed. This is still stuff that goes viral. Oh, this is a banger. Well, that, okay, that's like this is, the this is a gay remix? version. Yeah. yeah, this is the gay version. This is a, fucking put some, put some, make the beat drop. <laughs> there was this um, video where it was, I, I'm, you maybe saw where it was this, the thing was like, let's get some shoes. Does that sound familiar? Mm-mm. So this person, I'm sorry, I forget their name, had these, a couple, a few viral videos. They were so fucking funny. But really quickly after the first time I saw the video, it was I got to experience seeing someone live who, all, who got famous from doing videos. And so my friend was loved Margaret Cho, and I'd never been to a comedy show. I wasn't in the comedy. She was at one all. of my. She was my first comedy show I ever saw. Isn't that interesting? She and was she also so was a huge famous. inspiration on me. Mm-hmm. She put, I I think about her sometimes because I'm like, damn, like that must have been like just good for her. I don't think Margaret Cho gets the credit she deserves. She deserves so much fucking credit. <laughs> I've met her a couple times now. Oh, I'm so that's so. I would love to meet. I, I mean, I met her when she when I was not a comedian. Really? Yeah, because I was dating this guy in Chicago who was a bartender, and um, they had like tickets, like a raffle that you, if you won, you could go see Margaret Cho at mm. the Chicago Theater. I didn't win, but we were dating, so he gave them to me, and they had a meet and greet. And I remember meeting her, and I was really awkward. I didn't know what to say to her, but she was very, very sweet. You so you didn't win, but he still gave you the tickets. Did he? not give any to the person who they, oh no they got him oh, okay i think they were just extra tickets right, he was, right, right we were dating so he gave them to me good good man that was nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i saw her at it was the wilbur theater in boston mm-hmm. have you ever been in there Mm-mm. beautiful theater taking Charles shot her special there one of them there's a jim jeffries it's really really pretty but we went i remember we paid 70 dollars for the tickets and we did not have good tickets and it was like i was it, it was like a fuck it was a rock show and it was like People were like screaming at her jokes, but we got the ticket. I wanted to go because I wanted to see the opener was the person who did the videos. Like, let's get some shoes. And I remember right before they came on talking to my friend and I was like, wait a minute. The video they did is like a edited music video. How do they do it live? And you know what they did? Hmm. They came out and just played their video. Yeah, and I remember, and they like kind of danced in front of it, and I remember being like, "Oh, like just because you love someone's videos, like, and I love this person's videos. The videos are really good. They did other good ones too." I was like, "It doesn't necessarily mean you want to see them live mm-hmm. per se." I mm-hmm. mean, like, and that was like my first introduction to being like, "Okay, there's a difference," because this was before I ever did performing. Like, there's a big difference when you see like quick cut, edited, entertaining, produced things. And seeing someone, I mean, look, you could do a someone multimedia do show, up, right. but yeah, seeing someone do right. stand up or like, I mean, I'd be so interested. Like, I'm a big fan of this YouTuber, this um, Emma Chamberlain. I think she's so interesting and funny. And this guy, Jimmy Tatro, like, I'd be so curious to see what they do if Live. they do. Jimmy Tatro does comedy. Teatro? T-E-A-T-A-T. I just think his videos are funny. I haven't watched them in years, like, I, but... It would just be, I'd be so curious. You know to who see does them. translate live, but she also started live is Miss Coco Peru. She became mm. famous doing live shows from the 80s through, and then later in life became famous from these videos she did online. Mm. And then I saw her live and I was like, oh, this bitch is incredible. Right, right. She can um, do it. She can speaking bring it. of incredible, speaking of incredible, incredible um, comedians and uh, people we love. Yes, we're gonna give Jay McBride a call here. Yes, yes. I saw her last night. At the Me cellar. too. Yellow. Hi, Jay. <laughs> hey, Jay. How's it going? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the podcast, Jay McBride. Uh, Jay McBride, for those who do not know her, she is a very funny comedian. She lives here in, uh, I was going to say Chicago, and I was like, okay, Mateo, uh, in New York City, <laughs> and works at the Comedy Cellar, and also an artist, and um, yeah, we're happy to have you here on the show. And Jay has been in the Boston Comedy Festival, the Maine Comedy Festival, and the Great American Comedy Festival, and in addition to stand-up, Jay speaks at high schools, colleges, and groups all across the country. When I have to, yeah, <laughs> and I hate every I hate every minute of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm what is what is an all American comedy fest? What does that mean? Oh, 
All right, the Great America Comedy Festival. That's, it. that's actually uh, it, it's in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh wow! Or actually, or no, I'm sorry, it's not even in Omaha. You fly to Omaha and then drive three hours and go to a place called called Norfolk, which is spelled like Norfolk. Um, and, and and yeah, it, it's like you're you're in the middle of nowhere, but it's a great festival. They have this. It's where Johnny Carson apparently is his hometown. So they have about oh. 20 comics that they bring out there. Like when I was out there, like Joe List was out there, uh, Sarah Tiana, uh, Mark Norman, Mark Normand. Mark Normand gave it a little spin to it. I made do it like made that. Fancier. It does. You know, Normand. Normand. Fuck. That's how my mom right, would right. say it. <laughs> <laughs> when you say the great American comedy, it sounds I've like, heard of it. It's famous well, it reminds me of American Gothic, that painting. Like I'm just imagining mm. instead of a pitchfork, they're holding a microphone. Yes, I know. Yeah. You, I oh, oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Except they, the pinchfork they use to hunt trans people usually. That's like, <laughs> at least that's what it felt I think. Like. I think we should explain right, right now that Jay is also trans, <laughs> which doesn't sound like you're just. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm not knocking trans. Well, I will be knocking trans people. That's literally all my act is making fun of trans people. But in this case, I'm making fun of myself. How did you and Mate- How did you and Mateo meet? I remember meeting Jay for the first time. I think we met before just in passing, but I remember seeing her perform Mm. for the first time at Gotham maybe two years ago, Jay. And I was like blown away. And I remember like running up to you afterwards being like, you're so funny. (laughs) I really enjoyed this. And then, you know, because sometimes when you're like on the road and you just are like in your own little comedy schedule you don't really get to see a lot of other comedians Mm -hmm. so to Mm -hmm. run into someone like jay and then now see her pass at the cellar was like oh god thank god that's a nice trait mateo has too because that's actually how i met mateo also like he came up to me after a show and was like you're funny and like that's like a nice thing that i try if i i do that too and it's just like nice when someone does that yeah, no, absolutely. I, I remember that. And and like at the time, like like I'd seen your, uh, I don't know if it was Conan or or um, The Tonight Show. I mean, at that... this point, my mother's done Conan. Everyone's done Conan, but. I haven't done Conan. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I haven't either. I haven't either. To be totally clear, I have not. I either. haven't done Conan either. Yeah. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. I've not done Conan. None of you us did, have. You did a late night show and, and I watched it and I. I actually said to you, it was like, I was, almost, I was like, I don't get awestruck. You know, it's not like that. But, but I mean, at the time I'm like, wow, he's, you're great. I know you, I've seen you, you're great. You know? Aww. And then you, we just say that. So it was really sweet. It was really nice. Well, how does it feel? Well, first of all, I guess we'll just, we, me and, and Emma, I met Jay at the Albany Funny Bone. Was I thought Albany? you were going to say like the Albany Costco, like well, you were just oh. walking around. The yeah, Hartford we met at Funny Bone. We, we oh, were on a show at the Hartford Funny. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You and. That's right. It was like chicks are funny, right? Like an, <laughs> right. Which is which is like when when a, when a comedy club has a has a woman show has a women's only show on a Wednesday. It's like necking. Right. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I remember that. I remember liking that. There was a producer I think named Anna. I don't remember if that was her. I think it was, and I really liked her. Um, she's great. Yeah, she's Anna Phillips. Great. Anna Phillips. That's Anna Phillips who lives in D.C. now. But yeah. I I remember that. But I hadn't didn't see you perform when we were at it. I just remember meeting. And then, and there's sometimes like you'll meet people and like before you've watched their, like watched their standup and I remember, I remember thinking you were very nice. And then I forget the first place I saw your standup. I think it was, I think it was a clip online, but I was like, oh, she's a great comedian. And that's always nice when someone's like really funny and then you've met them. Cause when mm-hmm. it goes the other way, oof. If you meet someone and they're nice and then you don't like their comedy, for me, right? Then I can't even look at them. Right. <laughs> I really can't. If I hate someone's it's comedy, it's I can't true. even look at them. It's not good. Okay. It's not a good quality of mine. But I truly, if if I really don't ah. like someone's comedy through and through, I don't really like even like being really. Yeah. Oh, I could. Still... If I hate their comedy, it takes a lot for me to like not like someone's comedy. Ah. It just feels weird. It just feels weird. It's almost like. It- like when, and when they're a bad comic, it's almost like like there's an old tape of them like saying the n word. You know, you exactly. just can't look at them. You you can't look at them anymore. It's just like what? Uh, it's, exactly. a st- it's a stain on them. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. you hadn't moved to New York, but you were like thinking about it, and then you started. What was your process for coming to New York? Well, um, I definitely outgrown Albany. I felt like you know, right. it's like Albany. There, there's a low. It's like a four and a half foot ceiling, you know, where you have right. to hunch over to stay there. So, but um, I had just gotten NACA West, so like the national oh, yes. whatever college that's, thing. That's the college showcase where you showcase for college kids. Right, and I just just um, 
gotten that and I had a college agent and I, so I, I showcased there and I thought, well, since I'm here, I might as well go to the West coast sure. and go to LA and try that out. So I went, I went to LA, got zero hits from NACA, nothing, not one college booked me. That's, um, do you guys want to explain a little bit what NACA is to those who don't know? Cause it's a hard gig. Yeah, I don't know a lot about it. I just know um, it basically is it's, they have six different areas in the country where, where they showcase comedians. And what they do, they basically book acts for colleges in that area. And they're like the go-to. So if, if a college is looking to book a comedian, they pretty much go to these places. And college gigs historically have been sweet. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, a lot of money for very little work, which right. I mean, which is what every comic ones and, yeah, and it, right. you yeah. want and it can allow you to go pro without like it can it can allow you to go like profe- that's that's when i started doing comedy professionally was when i started doing colleges from a Na- from nacas right but it's mm-hmm. almost like american idol isn't it where you're like sort oh, of so auditioning weird. and you have to like wait for it's like you're totally auditioning and you go up with like magicians and dancers mm-hmm. and i never got into naca west but I there was like one year I did some NACAs and that's when I got the colleges. But then after that I did NACAs, didn't get colleges, and I did NACA nationals, didn't get any colleges from NACA nationals. Yeah, so it, it was it was a kind of disappointment. Disappointing. Yeah. I, I mean, I figured I'd get a few things, you know, sure. a few nibbles. You know, sure. I figured like you know, who doesn't want to hear a trans person at this point? We're so you know, we're so woke, right? <laughs> right. Culture, right? You know, yeah, like I'm woke um, as shit. Book me, motherfuckers. Right, and I had a I just did a TED talk, like a TEDx talk. Really? Which, um, which did um. I forget how many views. It I mean, it was getting a lot of views, like like right. um, close close to like over fifty thousand. Oh, that's so a I lot. Thought, like, yeah. So I thought, like, okay, well, well, this will be great. I could do comedy and a lecture. That's the way yep. they wanted to market it. So I did did it that way. Um. Anyway, so so nothing happened. I I showcased in NACA West, which was about an hour from L.A. and mm. a place called Ontario, California, which is what that's Kansas. Confusing. <laughs> it's, it's Kansas. It's it's basically like living in Kansas. Yeah, Ontario and California, which is like Kansas. It's, it's a weird, <laughs> where where the world's current San Diego. Um, but it, it was so I was there and I showcased. I thought, all right, this is great. I'll move out there this way. If I have any college shows here, I'll already be on the West Coast. Right. It'll be easier. Um, and then also I'll be in L.A. and I'll still be able to pursue stand up there. So I moved out to LA for a year. Hated did you have any friend? And did you know anybody? Absolutely hated it. I knew Ian Harvey. Yes. Uh, I was good friends with him, who's a, a, a wonderful comic out in LA, a trans man. Um, and um, a couple people like Bobcat Goldthwait, who was in LA and uh, in Silver Lake at the time. Um, and so I thought, all right, this would be fine. So I got I got a few little things, but LA is just such a terrible shithole of comedy it's where it's just like it's where bad comedy lives basically i think what what the the issue with la for a lot of people because some people really make it work in la i could not figure out how to make it work in la because i go to la often and what i think it is is like new york there's a sort of clear system it's like do the open mics then you do the bar shows then you do the clubs and in la because it's not as Everything's not as easily accessible. It's very sca- fragmented, you, right? And that the community is a little more, yeah, like scattered. It's I, I think to certain comics, it just feels like unnatural. Whereas mm-hmm. New York, it's like okay, I can get I, on a Monday night. There's 40 open mics available to me. I know people are going to be there. I know which train to take to get there, and I know which train to take to get to the next open mic. And you can do four or five open mics a night. Oh yeah, yeah. Um... There's that, but also I think LA has this. It, it's very like people don't want to help you unless you can help them, sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, it's people like my brother put it this way. He said in in New York they say fuck you, but they mean how you doing. Right. But, uh, <laughs> right. In, in L. Right. In LA they say how you doing, but they mean fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it was it's a lot like that, and it just it just felt like I wasn't going anywhere. Like like one of the here here's how I describe LA comedy. There's uh there's a comedy club in Pasadena, which is like a half hour from LA, called the Ice House, and yes. Like like for for your listeners out there, interesting <laughs> in LA comedy. Um, but anyway, so I was re- like I was recommended there by someone, you know, one of the regulars there. I was like, which I thought, oh, that'll be great. I'll be able to perform there. So I sent him an email, sent him a tape, nothing. And then I was there and I performed for a different show. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 send me a tape again. So I did. I sent him a tape. Basically, after a year of like three or four emails, never hearing back from them, and doing this. They never booked me as I as I left and headed to New York saying like, like, fuck L.A. I'm an East Coaster. Um, I, I was on their website for some reason and they had me listed as one of their comedians. What? Right. 
uh, yeah and i'm just like all right you know the big the big quake's coming and <laughs> i'll be okay with that well <laughs> have, LA have fun is in the sea as a have place fun living to... under the sea ariel the la is like a lo- la is lonely because I think that, but I don't know. Moving to New York is so fucking hard. It's all well, it's New all York really is definitely hard. Definitely more intimidating. I feel, but, but like, what was Jay? Yeah. What was your experience moving to New York? Uh, yeah, I, well, yeah. well, driving back from LA to New York with my tail between my legs, it, it was actually it was it was pretty good. It took a while to get some footing here, like, um, but but the good thing is, like, I knew a, t- a ton of comedians, um, right. having performed in Albany. That like most of the comics that would go up for the weekend and like the the local shows were New York comics. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'd worked with with Jim Norton a lot. Like I'd worked with Boss a few times. Bobby mm-hmm. Kelly had me on his hot podcast. Um, like Joe List, Mark Normand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and so it, so I think I knew more people and I didn't feel as awkward. It still took right. a few months. So I started producing my own show at QED and eventually I was, was, yeah. And after a while I was getting more and more shows and I got past the Broadway um, comedy club. Broadway, oh, yes. comedy, Broadway club. comedy club. I used to do that. I used to do that um, club. I remember, and I, I don't know if it's changed, but I remember being like, I don't know what they say to the wait staff before and after the shows, but they got, I hope they start, getting nicer because the waitstaff would be fucking pissed from start to finish this is years ago <laughs> and i remember there's this one woman that when she would walk through the doors she would just like eat, the show would be going on and she would just like kick the doors open like with such a fucking vengeance like you'd be on stage and like stop to look to be like are you okay like the, <laughs> the waitstaff was just like rip shit constantly maybe that's changed um they're, they're not bad now uh they were really nice but they were fucking pissed like they were like yeah. so overtaking the orders like didn't want to hear it like they were so they were just like i think they were angry dealing with customers being like what is this in my drink and they right, were just right. like level 10 pissed they were like jay mcbride as a waitress <laughs> essentially no they, they they were fine but um they're fine now. I, I don't know, but but it's still, that's li- if that's what changed. That's literally the only thing that's changed about mm-hmm. it in the last ten twenty years. Um, but they they gave me time, so I'm very thankful for them. And then like like um, about four or five months after that, I was doing uh, Gnome's podcast, and it was the second time I talked to Gnome. The first time he said at the at the comedy cellar. Gnome is the owner of the comedy. Gnome's the owner of the comedy cellar, and has he always been? His father, man, is the owner. And of the he is the owner of the comedy cellar, and he has a show on SiriusXM and the podcast, and um, and he's around a lot. So mm-hmm. that's who Noam is. Mm-hmm. Right. So for back, and the first time I saw him, he sort of said something along the lines of like, "Yeah, well, send me a tape, whatever. Maybe I'll check it out. You know, that sort of thing." So, right. so I, I didn't bother. I didn't bother. You, you didn't know, send him just, a tape? Oh, Jay. No, no, I didn't. I, I know, I know. I'm the. I'm not. I'm not exactly a good business person. Now, did you I, not I, send I'm a not, tape because you were like, "Oh, he doesn't mean it." Yeah, pretty much. That's what I felt like. So I was like, you know, I'm not. No, that's all right. That's all right. So, but then I did his podcast again. And he said, I thought you were going to send me a tape. And at that point, I was like, oh shit. So I did it. I sent him a tape. He, he uh, yeah, he liked me. He had me audition for SD. And then I was passed like by July of 2019. That's so, so um, fucking that's awesome, yeah. too. Because also yeah. for him to ask you for a tape, because I've actually never heard of him asking anyone for a tape before. That he, I can, he will. He'll ask, he'll ask people for tapes. Yeah. That's a that's a nice that's really but it has nice. to go through SD right 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 yeah yeah and, and so so that was like if so for the longest time in New York I was passed at Broadway and the Comedy Cellar and that's it I mean look Jay not baby. a not a bad uh place to be booked at hundred percent and like I'm 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 not like bitter at any of the other clubs I'm also not in a rush to you know to bend the knee in front of them either right. you know oh right. I totally say go for it reaching out to whoever that's my i mean yeah I, I i've stopped working a lot of clubs just because my schedule gets busy and so then i just only work the cellar because it's more convenient and mm-hmm. i obviously love it right. um but yeah i mean how did so i mean not to be like a james lipton interview but i am curious <laughs> i'm always curious about everybody you know especially queer people like we didn't really see comics who look like us growing up. So I think a lot of us weren't really, in my experience, I wasn't really attracted to stand-up comedy mm-hmm. until you, until I saw like Kathy Griffin and other people that like started speaking to that, that world. But what got you into comedy? Did you always know you wanted to be a stand-up comedian? And what was your first open mic like? Uh, yeah, I actually, I mean, I always did love comic, love comedy. Um, and it wasn't a question of, 
feeling like in your case, like feeling like other personalities that you're drawn to is more, I didn't know what I was, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, so, and there definitely weren't trans people then, like the sure. closest right. thing to it, the closest thing to a trans comedian was like Klinger on MASH, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which wasn't very flattering. And, you know, uh, a hairy cis guy in a dress. So it wasn't oh, exactly, God. yeah. Um, but so, so, but, but I remember I was uh, watching, I'm staying up late watching Letterman or something and Jake Johansson did a comedy set and I was just mm. like this is this is amazing mm-hmm. like he like I was just in, so in awe and uh, of him I, it, it was and I was thinking like that that's it I'm like that's what I want to do and I and like for my whole life I felt that way but I never I mean I thought quite honestly like look you're you're gonna be dead by the time you're 30 you know mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to transition so you're gonna kill yourself so just I, totally. why, why bother pursuing comedy I used to think and about that with dying all the time. I remember being in high school very practically. Right. Like not to interpret that that thought process was practical, but that for my, I remember very practically being like in high school, like, okay, like I have four years and I'm going to, if I'm going to kill myself, like I, I could either mm-hmm. live through this and go do other stuff. But then I was like, or I'll kill myself. And I, it's just, if it's like a very like practical, awful thought process. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, like, and and with my family, like, I don't know what what your family was like, but mine was very conservative, very religious. And I was like, there's no way, there's no way. There's even right. a time, like, I, I was like twelve or so, mm. maybe ten, ten, twelve, and I was watching TV, and there were these, um, what they called female impersonators at the time, basically oh people God. who were transitioning, but cross between drag queens and and trans people, sort of. They, but yes, yeah, they, that I was it. They were called. Yeah, they were called female impersonators. And I'm wow. watching this and I'm, and I'm thinking, this is like the first time I saw. So I was like, oh, my God, that that's me. You know, mm-hmm. so interesting. It, it, mm-hmm. it was just such an epiphany. But right as I was as that happened, like my dad walked in the room, looked at the TV, looked at me and my brothers and said, if any of you turn out like that, I'll kill you. And I was oh like, oh, God. shit. I was like, and it was such a, it's it just like that lasted with me for forever. You know, how could it of course, not? Of course. What did your brother say? Nothing. They were like doing guy shit. Like they were throwing <laughs> football at each other. You, you, I mean, really, like, like they they have a game where they throw their own football and you mean football at each other, at a, each other's chest and let it hit them as hard oh. as it can on the chest. Before What's they wrong use with their men? Hands. What is wrong with men? I know, and another game they have is like they, they would play wiffle ball, and if they if they swung and missed, the other person got to take the bat and hit them on the back of their bare legs. Come on, it. I mean, it sounds kind of fun. Uh, no, it, it doesn't sound kind of fun. It sounds painful. It's no. a wiffle bat. Yeah, but it's like I mean, th- there'll be welts in the back of their leg. It's not, you know. It, I don't it's know. Just I think like, it sounds kind of fun. I used to do this game can... where I was like, we would like punch each other and see who would get the biggest bruises and who could take it the longest. <laughs> Um, well, you can you can play that game if you want. Uh, I can give you my brother's number next time. Yeah, imagine. And bring a wiffle ball bat. So um, when when did you when did you openly first say yes, I'm trans and and thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, I mean that's that's a heavy that's a heavy thing to to share, Jay. So thank you for feeling. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it. it's it's yeah, and and I mean like it, it was I think a lot of like I know a lot of trans people think about suicide and, and attempt it and sure. which which oddly enough like I tried talking about that on stage and it's just no way it's, <laughs> it's so just, fucking hard to talk about it's just I like immediately all I could you know the like the crowd's just immediately like oh gee oh no you poor thing you know and I'm like yeah you, you know spoiler alert guys all right it, it didn't take so I right, don't know it didn't why work. <laughs> exactly yeah. right? i know that's I mean, why and it's also like if you're talking about it you're like it's okay like th- this wouldn't well, w- like right. it worked and there can be comedy one time i tried to kill myself by hanging myself but i was sitting it was i was in this like i, I was i was literally i was trying to hang myself from a doorknob and i was sitting mm-hmm. so there wasn't enough room to even right. like kill myself and i remember i was like eating a sandwich while i was doing it and i was like oh, i guess i kind of have to hunch over if i want to do it and i kind of remember like leaning and then popping my head back up and leaning and then popping my head back up. And then just like, there's just so many, like, I, I, mean, I didn't know this about you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's quite honestly, it's a good thing you didn't because everyone would have thought autoerotic association. Oh my God. That's so funny. You're so like, right. Everyone, literally everyone would have thought I was like, in well, high school. And they would have been like, not only was she into autoerotic, whatever that word is, but she also liked eating while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's two of the weirdest fetishes. No yeah. wonder. No yeah. wonder she was depressed. 
Well, Jay, we talked about this the other night. Her and I sat at the cellar and we're going over uh, jokes and stuff and, and how the more serious you want to get, audiences don't, they really don't want you to go there. And mm. it's like, well, part of you as an artist is like, well, you know, that's a weird thing. It's like, cause a, a painter can go those places because they make it themselves. It's in solitude. And then people interpret how they want comics need an audience, right? We mm -hmm. need someone to respond and we pick the medium of jokes. And so when we go into these dark, dark places, you know, how much of the audience can you get to, to, to come with you? And it's not so easy. I mean, what that, what that means is that if you get an audience that's responding that way to you, it means they like you. It's a likability right, right. factor. They like you on stage. You've, you've won them over. And so they don't want to hear that you went through pain. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I, I was thinking a lot of the times when I was, because some of my jokes, most of them start in truth and then take a weird, dark turn, you know, right. <laughs> like, um, but I, I felt like a couple of the things I started talking about that were very serious. It almost felt like they thought I was making fun of that. So I was talking about an eating disorder huh. once. And I think people just assumed I was making like basically punching down at people with eating disorders. I actually right. was trying to make fun of myself. So I was like, all right, I can't. So, so like some things like that. I think and, you can and, do it. It's just we got to figure out the way to do it. But I, I'm sure there's a way to do it. Yeah, yeah, and and honestly, like I give them enough heavy shit. I'm like, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, but I feel like I, I don't know. It's it's really weird. Like you have like I, I did a, I was trying to do a joke about like my dad like abusing me mm. you know like not not like molesting me but like physically abused like you would try and beat the tranny out of me basically mm. um which didn't work uh but now i like being spanked so it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> i have a question about spanking can i ask you yeah i'm actually not into spanking oh. but sure when I spank people, sure, but only, I, only I'll, I'll feel this. I'll feel this yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm spanking, only while eating a sandwich and, hang, <laughs> and being tied to a doorknob. Wait, that sounds fucking fun, doesn't it? Just get eating a sandwich. Right. Well, well, I'm the spanker, so sometimes, I, like when I'm spanking, there's and I, and I like wind the hand up and then I hit, and then it's like not a solid smack. It doesn't sound sm solid, but it's like I still hit the butt hard. For someone getting spanked, how important is the like the crisp smack of it? Because then sometimes if I don't smack it, pop! I'm like, ah, shit! Yeah, and I bring my I hand back. I think you need and... the sound. Okay. I think you need the sound. I, th I think it's like I don't like care a... about you it. You should but... get one of those things that you know, like they had like fart sound machines when we were little. Just get a slapping <laughs> sound, Fucking so that yes. if you're not getting it loud enough, just and... <laughs> so that you can hear like a whip, like a cracking sound. So right. Really, get... right. If she's really into it, really beefs me, beefs like up a couple... my hitting. Right, a couple pieces of bamboo together, and then there you go. Although I, I, I say I'm not into spanking, I've never, I've never, I've never tried it either. So maybe tried I am getting spanked or spanking I... someone. Either, either of them. I, I'm, I'm I've not... never been spanked myself. Yeah, I don't, I don't want. I think spanking myself would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried spanking myself actually. Emma, I think you've tried a lot of things. Not sexually. It's just like I literally when I'm practicing for women, I've tried spanking myself to figure out how to hold my hand. So you just look like you're oh. your own jockey. Yeah, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. But I've done I have done. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know that. I, um, I, yeah, I know I couldn't do that. I know I couldn't spank someone else. I um, I remember I was like, because guys like, you know, a lot of weird guys will hit on me and stuff. Mm. I, and I, like some guys would ask me to do like basically dominate them online sure and i felt so bad for these people <laughs> which i shouldn't have i mean 100 percent. i guarantee they're they're trump supporters but you I, think so i felt like 100 percent, 100 percent. they're all like like you, you know because they don't do this well their name's public. mike pence so yeah i would think <laughs> right he said mother's coming yeah um, <laughs> um, but one guy asked me like like can i be your slave and i was I was like, I, I didn't, it was so weird to me, which first of all, it sounds like, it seems like a lot of work, but. but I've I had feel someone like, ask me that too. I feel, I, w I would feel terrible for anyone. Like, I can't imagine like, no, like they physically hurting someone. I know they do. I know. And it, it's, it's totally on me, but I just, I would feel, I, I couldn't do it. And that's totally fucking fair. This is where I, you know, as a bottom, I feel like I have less work to, like, it's always the tops. They need to be more, like, assertive. Sure. So I don't, I don't ever have to go through, like, uh, 
I'm, usually a guy that I'm like talking to is already as, like asserted himself in that position. Yes. And the times mm-hmm. that I have been approached with a like, they're like super bottomy and they're like, you're going to do this to me and that to me. I'm like, I mean, I can teach you how to make a fresh parpadelli, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do <laughs> all these things you've asked of me. I don't have that kind of confidence. Well, like physical pain too. It's like, I can't do that. I would feel, I would never be able to sleep if I caused someone physical pain, regardless of how it felt for them. It's in the heat of the moment that like, I don't love like slapping someone in the face necessarily, but Oh, Jay, Emma is like, she's got this cover. If it builds up to that, it's like in the moment where it's like a natural, then it actually can get very naturally like brought up to it. But like, I wouldn't. I thought you were going to say barbaric. It, yeah, I mean, you could, to slap someone in the face and get pretty. I mean, you just like, I've been read slapped the in the face, uh, uh, and and I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm into the slap. It was like discussed beforehand, sort of like you know with right. lawyers and right. stuff. But I mean, recently you I've see, had to stop choking because I've been choking like, too hard. The one time I slapped someone in the face, I felt terrible because it was a four year old on the subway, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, you know, I, I was like, he, you know, he lost his mom too, so it was, you know, it's tragic. But, um, <laughs> what kind terrible. of people? What kind of people are you attracted to? Like, what are the traits you look for? <laughs> I just want to What's point that? out that she goes, "That's terrible." What kind of people? What, what do you look for? Like when you're like looking for someone to, to go on dates with. <laughs> I haven't gone on a date since, uh, well, since one of the Bushes was in office. I won't say which one. Um, no one goes on dates in New York. That's my theory. That's part of why I asked. No one ever goes on dates in New York City, I feel. Yeah, well, Jay, to be fair, I've also never been on a date either. Yeah. Oh, I, you were, right. I mean, maybe like, I don't know, the Carter administration. But like, I think like, <laughs> especially like. New Wait, when the Iranian hostages came home, it was such a relief. We all it was free loving all over again. Because I'll do a date. I'll bring a date up pretty quick. Like if we're chatting online, I'll be like, "Do you want to go out to dinner or something like that?" That's because I yeah. I said Emma is like a a, a forty year old uh, midtown businessman. Yes. Who is keeping things moving and running, right? But he knows like he's got his spots. He's like, "We're gonna go to this place. I'm yes. gonna take you on that date. I want to wine and dine you." You know what? I really relate to not knowing where you're coming, not that feeling of being like, where am I coming from with st- when you were describing like picturing, watching stand up and where I'm coming from. Like, because sometimes I'll feel like, oh, I have writer's block because I feel that I identify with that too. Or I'm like, I don't know the clear like gender view I want to come from when I'm like doing my jokes. Hmm. Not to not is was that what how I don't want to I don't want to um put my interpretation of what you said as and that's what you said but was that what you were saying when you were first watching the stand up when you're like I didn't see myself doing it well, um for, yeah like I didn't see yeah I didn't see my, I just like really like knew like the the ability to make people laugh was just that was incredible to me and I always admired that were you a silly but, kid uh, um. Well, I, I was a depressed kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I think just, I was like, it, it, I, I always like grew up thinking like, oh, I'll just pray to God and then I'll wake up a girl one day and every day I didn't. So mm-hmm. it was like, you, you know, you start to realize, A, there's no God and B, there's no point in waking up, you know, and, and it was really depressing. Um, yeah. So it, it's just, but um, but as for dating in New York, like, like I, I'm definitely more attracted to guys but i'm i'm, I'm, de- I'm i would think i would rather date women if, really? if that makes sense i would just feel so much like i feel like more comfortable around women hmm. and i and i feel like around guys i just i don't know i don't know Good just for like you. almost like like i'm going to be hurt you know that sort of yes, thing yes. like this is not going to that's go that's what's well. on my grinder profile <laughs> i'm kidding i don't have grinder but you don't have a have grinder ever... anymore? No, I haven't had it for years. No, no. Um, but that they makes... offered me a... so, yeah, sorry, they offered me a free year for. I did, I did a a podcast. They offered me a free year of grinder or fifty dollars. I'm like, come on, or fifty dollars. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I think yeah. too. It's like, I mean, yeah, men are pretty aggressive. It's pretty. It's not. Man, I would imagine. Yeah. But so can yeah, and I don't you know. I don't really want a sexual relationship first. You know, that's like the last thing on my mind. You know, like a, a sex eventually fine, but I just I don't know. I agree with that. I like to take sex slow. I right. I like to always and like 
I'm the exact opposite. I like, but you know, the, for me, it's about like protecting like my energy in terms of like how I would like, to, how I like to have sex too. And like making sure like I'm in a safe space for that. Cause for me, sexually, I always, it ha- I like you, the, the person needs to use male pronouns for me when I'm having sex. Otherwise, I mean, I can do it if I, they're not using male pronouns for me, but ugh, like, I remember, ugh, I don't even want to talk about it. What? Ugh, I just remember this fucking lesbian in Boston being because I had been with someone that was always like, yeah, pound me out, daddy, you know, whatever, saying like the type of stuff that I like or like, I mean, this person would say pound me out, daddy. Sometimes we'd role play that. I was, she'd say good boy sometimes. Like, I like that. It was fine, too. But any version that this fucking lesbian boss was like, oh, I can't wait to get my fingers in your pussy. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, show's over. And then I remember <laughs> trying to I remember trying to fuck her to the point that she was like cooked. Like it was like a cooked carrot out laid out because like so she couldn't get any what her fucking weird ideas. But <laughs> what was like a what was like a cooked carrot? Well, I was trying to get her just so banged out that it was like over, like she was like done, like we're done, oh. we're done here. Oh. Yeah, but I thought you said her fingers were like a cooked carrot. No, no, like, no, I, no, I no. What that means? No, 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 no. We didn't do. But I mean, I've been with lesbians before, but it's like oh, I don't like that. Doesn't work for me. I like a, I like someone who's like my sexuality is well. I'm, I'm kind of bisexual, but I kind of I don't know. And then I anything where it's like you, all, you also very much like to be male presenting. Yes, and I like I, I like it some version where they indicate to me where they're like. They're like, I just like to get fucked. If someone, that's what turns me on. Someone's like, oh, I just need to get fucked. I need to get fucked. And I'm like, I like that. Emma's, oh, Emma's nice. described herself as gender wiggly. Yeah. I always which is one that. of my favorite terms. I love that. Yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. But I like, like, I even think, I mean, I don't know if this is like totally fucked up, but if like Donald Trump was like, I'm a whore, I'm a whore, I'm a whore, I need to get fucked. Like, please, someone just fuck me. Like, and like really like moaned around about it. I wonder if I could like, nah, never mind. Never I mind. mean, like I would, I could step on his balls if he asked me to, and I would not feel bad. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. me too. You know? Absolutely, for I'm sure. Spit on him for sure with that. Totally right. with that. I I can pretty much guarantee he's been with a trans prostitute at least once. Guaranteed, he's dabbled in, into the trans arts. Absolutely. Well, it's always suspicious when the first thing he wants to do is get into office is just blatantly attack trans people, and you're like, <laughs> right. "What? Like, where did this come from? Yes. Like, what? Yeah, who is this a signal to? Yeah, come right. on, hot. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back. And we're, and we're back. back. I have a question about being depressed as a kid. Okay. okay. When you were depressed as a kid, was it, were you like, I am depressed because of X, Y, and Z, or did you just feel like an overall sense of depression? Um, I think with it started at least as like, I'm depressed because I I don't know. I right. don't see a way out. I, I know who I am. Yes. I, like I felt like there was a tangible reading. Like I didn't know what trans meant because right. you know, I didn't have the internet. I know I look 23, but I'm older. And, um, but, but it's like, you know, so, so I, did, I had no idea. And, and I think when I started to learn what trans people were, it, it became even more, um, I was like, like, I would always look at women. I'd be like, okay, please God, just make me someone mm. like her just please and i also had ocd too so it'd be like all right now say it three times that's which is kind of weird it, it was kind of weird like okay um and like i just remember like i'm I'm sure my mom thought i was like masturbating or something because i would look at like like the sears or catalog or something oh, like yeah. that and i just look at the clothes and stuff being like oh why can't i be like can i yeah please god okay i'm gonna say a rosary tonight please let me wake up like this and then go to bed so they're catholic that's what a rosary what? is right yeah that's catholic wow yeah because yeah. i didn't grow i mean mateo your family was oh irish mexican and italian yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trifecta of, of christianity mm-hmm. of catholicism we but are did you do rosemary when you were a kid? of course we had rosemary's oh, you think so i turned catholic yesterday yeah 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 the other thing about catholicism is they were so much about purging these sort of um patron um so religions and stuff like that but then they would have all these like other spirits like you know like it's one god but you know saint francis you pray you pray to him if you need to find some and then saying right, that right. you know it's christopher. like christopher right christopher right so it's always like these sort of uh saint you know saint anthony saint that you know, and what like, were these saints doing like what... they're sort of the patron saints of like they're, they're just right. uh what's the uh, pa- they're pagan they're from pagan religions that they tried right, to like watch saint bridget of kildare is my favorite like Wh- this, what this was taken pretty much she was taken directly from 
there was a pagan goddess Bridget that they used to worship, but but say Bridget of Kildare was um, a, a nun who, the way they put it, like it's insane how they try and spin this, but she <laughs> eschewed, eschewed marriage proposals uh, in favor of being being uh, joint becoming a nun, and she lived with another nun by her and right. in, in at the same bed my roommate ha- and not for lack of beds but right. i mean like she clearly she clearly was a lesbian growing and, and like just not open but she one of her first Very miracles good. at the time was she she an abortion she made a pregnancy disappear wow and they consider that one of the miracles sustained it another thing is she apparently <laughs> brought beer to ireland Supposedly. Oh, she's a good time. Okay. Yeah, she's this amazing. lady See, is just there is she's fucking wild. She's right. like, look, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna give this person an abortion. I'm a lesbian, and let's drink up. Right. Exactly. I mean, how great is that? I mean, but and of she course sounds like a good time. She sounds like she lives in Bushwick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Right. Have you? Did you guys go to Catholic school? I went to CCD. Did or SOR, which school? is like every you have to go. Yeah, it's like if you didn't go to Catholic, because my cousins went to Catholic school, and so we went to the Catholic school that they went to at night. I guess I did know that about you. Did you go to a Catholic school, Jay? No, no, I it was it was too small of a town. Okay, um, but um, I was an altar boy, and we did have wow. Sunday school. Yeah, yeah. I am so I sorry because I'm just so sorry. I I can't. I my my parents are both like anti-organized religion, so my messages of religion growing up were really like truly my mom being like, I don't like organized religion because the group mentality is mean to people. She's right. It's yeah, interesting. Yeah. And then I feel like I don't know. I just I can't imagine getting those messages in something that's supposed to be. It's just so fucked because it's like supposed to be a space well, but because it doesn't teach you like for okay for safety for, but then it's right. not it's for opposite. mine and jay's example like i remember praying to not be gay praying to not be gay praying to not be gay and then i you know applied to a job at michael's so it's like you know <laughs> all it does is like teach you to not actually deal with your problems it says I'm just, just so sorry. talk to imaginary sky daddy and then everything will be fine but you're like well everything's not fine right so right, you know right. it's, it and it, rather than saying Talk to your family, you know, because religion teaches you don't basically religion is a, a mob mentality. We think this for way, s- anything, some, anything else, anything. Sure. Anything outside of the way we think is not accepted. So I there was no one telling my parents to even be open to the fact that I was gay. So I knew that I couldn't go to them and I knew I couldn't go to anybody else. And so you just sit with that. Rather than teaching, be open, share your feelings. Like, Jay, if you had the opportunity to say to parents who were open about these things and say, you know, I really want to tell you guys that I'm I'm a girl and these are my feelings and thoughts and have that those conversations, then we wouldn't have to sit with ourselves and our problems. Right. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, like like I'm like I'm, I'm very happy that there's more more there are more options for trans kids than there was when i grew up but at the same time i'm also like oh man that would have been amazing (laughs) you know and i mean that would have been such a a wonderful thing i mean to to feel like that i mean they they treat things like i mean imagine like almost it's almost like and treat like things like this the way you would treat a broken leg you know don't mm. like don't tell them to just pray for it to go away don't tell them to just like like oh you know just pray to god it'll be or, fine or just like you know not even a broken leg just a leg it exists it's here right so don't tell me that it's not i'm walking with it right so it's enough already some things are also it's about like it's like about see because i now i am like very like spiritual and i i'll use the term god when i like speak about like a higher consciousness but it's I got to like find this because to me, real faith is not pushing something on other people because I have faith that like if someone's like heart is open to it and the words are open to it and the things come to be in a way that helps them, like they'll find it on their own. Like God will come into their life on their own. But like that's like me, like that's like what real faith is to me. Like if you start pushing it on people, then it's like, where's your faith? Don't you have faith that God will show themselves as they're supposed to to the person. I am not religious, Jay. I don't know where you stand on this. Not, not really. I mean, I, I, you know, no, I, I don't believe in any religion. What I find funny is that the people who are pushing Catholicism on us are the ones who say that we push the gay agenda on them. That's what I think yeah. is hysterical. Right. Right. While they're I mean, I, running around in dresses, hanging out with only men, not letting women come, and they're molesting kids. Right, right. I, one hundred percent. Like, I actually enjoyed being an altar boy. Like, I really thought pretended it was a dress. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it was. What does like, an altar was, boy do? 
I don't oh, think I've like, ever been to Catholic. There's so church. many jokes this place could go to. I mean, oh I... yeah, yeah. Pretenzi's <laughs> uh, Pretenzi's female in the in the rectory, and then. <sighs> oh, that's what they're doing. No, um, I've never um, been but... to Catholic church. I went once like... on a field trip, and we were in Canada, and I went into the confessional. Is that Catholic? That basically they no no basically they bring like all they do is like during church they they bring stuff to the priest during like the communion they'll bring the wafers up to him you know they'll they'll bring like the wine to him right. and then like in our church we had we rang a bell at one point during like where he says this is my body which will be given up for you and then bing ring the bell which was kind of weird but it was a great it was like a good job it was a good job <laughs> like to get god's attention be like hello yeah because the, right, you like, know, the body's ready god right. god needs a bell but bing, the bing, worst bing. thing, like, like whenever, like, I didn't mind when I was an altar boy, but occasionally I would go there with my dad and like, like there was a schedule, but if someone didn't show up, we'd be in the, uh, in the seat just for church and see there was no altar boy. And he'd be like, get up there, get up there. You have to get up there. So I just have to go in plain clothes up there. It just felt like I felt so weird. Yeah. You weren't putting on the show. Well, all of it's weird. You're like, what is what is this? The stupid, dumb. I think it's fear, though. I think the people are really scared, and so they're clinging to something that they think will f- make them feel better, and it gives a sense it's, of belonging. It's, it's also just being told 100%. at a young age, right? So, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, if we lived in another country and another place, we'd be another religion because that's what they are there. So it's right. not yeah. really it has 100%. not. You know, it's like it's not like, oh, we're I'm a Christian because of God and the way. No, you're just told you are. We're right. Scared. There was zero science. Right. There was zero scientific method into them be- becoming their religion. Like nothing. They were told it. They took it face value, and that's what they are. And, and it, at least ninety percent of the time, then there are others who are convinced. I don't know. Whatever. Like some of those anti-abortionists that that we had to deal with at um, some of the clinics, which which they're they're another story altogether, though. Was there a certain point where your prayers started? I guess this is actually for both of you, where your prayers started to change, like where you would be like. Praying, because I'm guessing they give you guys some format to pray in. Well, I have prayers, yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, so sort of, yeah. So you'd be praying, like, I, you know, dear God, I hope I'm not change this or change that, or, like, I, I want to be able to eat. I would say the prayers to asking myself to change started in middle school. Interesting. Because I feel like up until, like, third or fourth grade, I was fine. And, Jay, I don't know if you relate to this, but it's, like, kids don't really start fit like like sitting into their gender roles until like fourth and fifth grade so i could i was fine up until that point and then once fourth and fifth grade came it was obvious i was hanging out with the girls i talked to feminine like i was a target and then middle school everyone's hitting puberty and it's like oh i'm a i'm just the target i'm the only target so that's when you start to realize you're different and you don't know why and so you just re- you just l- rely on the thing that you were told is going to fix everything, which is prayer. So then you just start sitting and trying to ra- – what you're really doing is you're just lying to yourself and rationalizing with yourself and making ultimatums for yourself because you're not actually talking to God. You're sitting by yourself talking to yourself, and it's sad. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really was. And and I think like like with me, it was, it was more – it wasn't so much discovering my ge- – things were like my discovery my gender role and so much is like people would point things out and i'd feel like oh oh my god i have to hide it so i don't, don't want to like someone like someone would say to you why do you hold your books that way only girls hold mm. their books that way and immediately i was like oh oh my god my dad's gonna kill me so i was like right. what do i do you know it's that sort of thing that is sort of um, the which me- is even worse but. right because i think that my friend pat pointed that out where he's like you know because i think i was on burt kreischer's podcast once and he was saying well when I was young, everyone was called gay or fag or this and that. And then Pat pointed out, he goes, yes, but you went home and still had a feeling for wanting to be with a woman. He goes, we went home and thought all hell is going to break loose. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's and I totally thought, different. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. 100%. It's like, yeah. 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 Guys, guys still used to call each other faggot and stuff. Yeah. But like how many, how many you know like they don't understand like like when when people when gay gay men are murdered or when trans women are murdered people are yelling at them you faggot you trans right. and then while they're beating that you know and it's like it's a little different right we didn't have that at my elementary so. school now i feel like i'm sorry sound like still like i don't know not country you're like laura ingles wilder well, over there i went to the school <laughs> it's like a waldorf school and they like would have definitely not been into like gender stuff but i in Towards the eighth grade in high school, that's when I was like, oh, people are like, you guys start wearing dresses and like all that stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, but was there a certain point where you like, the, with praying, like, was it ever 
comforting or was it always an experience you associated with like just guilt? It, it was more wanting, I think, than anything mm. else. Like, like it's, that's what I felt like. And I never really had specialized prayers. I just did like rosaries, and, which a rosary takes a while. So you get to a, a point where you, you can rip off a Hail Mary like quick if you get good at it, you know? Well, what, what's a <laughs> Hail Mary? Yeah, Hail Mary. Oh, Hail Mary, Holy Ghost, the Lord's with you. Those, 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 you know, it, it's this whole, like, you, it, it's just, a, you know, the, the way... Uh, and like penance, like think... you have to say it a certain amount of times depending on Hail Mary like also... twelve Hail Marys to whatever. Right. Is a, a Hail Mary here's what a rosary is, and you're gonna think this is even dumber than you think. It starts <laughs> off with a, one, one, a prayer to start with, and then right. you have one our father, three Hail Marys, and I forget what the last one's called. But then you have five different groups of other prayers that you say, and you say all these at one like the mm. first every everyone is one our father and ten Hail Marys. But in between you have to talk about what the story was of each one. There's like God, it's been so long. Like one is about Jesus's life. One is about is Jesus the crucifixion. One is about every uh, time. Yeah, yeah. So each one. Well, yeah. So basically, you go through all of these things, and then you finish up, and it's like twenty minutes later. And really, all you've done is a great tongue twister. <laughs> it's probably supposed to be meditative, so they're like, or some something. So no, like, no, it's Catholicism. They want you to beg. What? Damn. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think and you I, have to pray to God, but you also have to be afraid of him. That's right. right. That's right. He's your friend and your father, but he's also a right. monster. You love him, but but you know he's gonna send you to hell. Which really sounds like most of the relationships I've been in. <laughs> Just you know what I mean, like a hot guy that hates me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was ripped. I mean, after forty days of not eating, he was like, oh, he looked fabulous, shredded. But um, yeah, I remember one time after we came out and stuff, then we had to go to like weddings and stuff like that. Catholic churches. My cousin Brian was gay. The course Jesus in Catholic churches was like, you know, naked on the cross. Sure. And my cousin Brian's like, he is hot. I get that. <laughs> but Jay, okay, so outside of our, you know, the depression in our childhood, now that you're doing comedy and you're, you know, I hate this phrase, you're living your truth, Jay. You um, are living I'm being my authentic self. You're being your authentic self. But I'm so brave. You know. I mean, you really do have to think about it. Being a trans woman doing comedy and then knowing that somewhere out there, a kid in your position that you grew up with is sure. going to see you is kind of a big deal. I mean, that's a, like, yeah, basically, I would say, like, look, God answered my prayers. So you just have to start, you know, it just took a while. So you get, start praying, and uh, 20 years later. I swear, I'm, I'm, I'm making, that's how I see it. <laughs> Fear Jesus. And, that's how no, I see it. Fear Jesus. It's about a higher truth. The, I always thought God and Jesus was good cop, bad cop, don't you think? No. <laughs> right, Jay? Right. And the Holy Spirit's just comic relief. Yeah, yeah. It's like a wacky neighbor. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. It, Kravitz. No, but, no, it is it is cool. And like like we were talking earlier about like the Great American Comedy Festival and um like it's it, it's it, it was something special which the first when I was there it was a while ago about 5 5 or 6 years ago. They they after they accepted me there, they said, "Okay, look, we have two shows, a clean show and a dirty show." But at the clean show, you can't talk about trans, being trans. Oh, what? wow. I know, I know. And 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 at the time, and, and this is in the first, there, there, this has happened a few times, but like people would only book me if I didn't talk about being trans. Wow. I go on stage and don't talk about you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, it, how it, dare it, someone it, imply that's quote unquote not clean? Like, what I know, the fuck? I know. It's like, yeah, they even like, there was even a joke I had something about like, like how I, like, I look like the, like talking about high schools and like which what girl looks like, and I'm like I'm I look like the girl who got caught tongue kissing the janitor for a bag of weed, <laughs> and, and then I what I what I usually say which is like it's only a half truth you know it wasn't his tongue, but at the <laughs> I was like, I can't tell that show because it's a clean show. But after the show, someone's like, you know, I have a great tag for you. You should say something like this. And I was like, well, no, you told me it was a clean show. I was like, right. no, you could say that, though. You could say that, though. Uh, and I was like, like, fuck you. But at the other show, like, I, I talked about being trans. But then, like, the organizers of the show even came up to me afterwards and were like, I, you know, we were so sorry. We sh the fact that we hobbled you like that, it was it was totally really? the wrong decision. And and it was great. There were people in this reddest state, like a red dot in a red state. Yes. Like this is very Republican. And they would come up to me and be like, "Okay, you know, like I've never met a trans person, you know." And and it was it was interesting. They'd be like, "Thank you." That was like I really, I thought I thought you were great, and I thought your story was was amazing. So so it's that makes you know, me want to pump my little fist. You know, because it's yeah. so the truth. And, like, I just love it, too, because, like, also, like, 
you you know you put comedy first too with like writing like great jokes and also i was thinking this it's like man that's so much fucking pressure on the joke too because it's like the joke right. is like trans is like piercing through to these people but like that's a lot of fucking pressure on like writing yeah i mean like if you think about it you're like going to a cons- like a conservative crowd like it's easy to tell trans jokes and, and bushwick you know right sure. i mean like you could say whatever you well, want well sometimes but, uh, even then you're not doing you're not saying the right thing right Oh, well, true, true. I mean, like, they hate me and they like me more in Nebraska than Bushwick really? because I say tranny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the oh, cis, that's cis white girls, the cis white girls will let me know that I can't say the word tranny. Isn't that so but, interesting? Um, and it's like, it, do they have any trouble? Like, because sometimes I'll say stuff that then they it's almost like they have like trouble computing it because they're like, wait, like you're que- like, wait, wait, but you can't say that. Like, or do they just yeah, go right up I, to you? I'm like, curious. You what, what's the kind of feedback you get? Because Jake is such a good joke writer everyone please look her up but also you really go for it i mean you go you really keep people on their seats because you're talking about a lot of things that people are told oh i'm not supposed to talk about that i'm not supposed to say that you know so like what's the what are the some of the responses you get from the queer community and the straight community um well for the most part like trans people for the most part really like me and like at any time someone after and like like Anytime I like a lot of times I'll do a show and someone will come up to me and be like, you know, wow, that was that was great. I actually like like people have come out as trans after seeing my show. Oh it, my god! It, yeah, they're like they're like like you know I didn't think I had that I could do this, but you 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 know I I saw your act and I, I'm gonna give it a shot and, and it's amazing. No I mean, pun intended. Pressure, but, Sorry, I thought it was a good right, tag. What? Oh, I missed. Said, I missed what I said. You said they said I'm gonna give it a shot and then he said no pun intended. Oh right. The, oh okay. I don't right. know. Um, I, I, anyway, sure. No, was um, that was that? Was I not supposed to say that? Sorry. Is that like a hormone shot? You mean? Yeah, that's what I thought. Because my oh, oh sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Right. okay. All right, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I thought it was a yeah. joke. Oh, sorry, Jay. Yeah, I, I I never took the hormone shots. I got pills instead, so I guess I missed it. I'm oh, a little I didn't slow. Even know you could All right, get... look. I didn't you did oh, no, I'm so joke. too. I'm I'm so bad with like play on words that when I, I'm always my brain is like that would have taken me like 50 years to think of like plays on <laughs> yeah. words. I have no because I'm like already struggling with the original use of the word of anything. And then, but no, that was on me. I should have gotten it. I should have gotten no, it. It's my bad. I'm sorry, Jake. But um, but no, but they, they, but but like, with a lot of like straight people, like someone last year said, like, I wish you didn't say the word tranny. Yeah, and really? it was like it was a cis white girl, like a college, per- and and I'm just like, you know, tell me this, like a lecture, like oh, because now everyone will think it's like you don't get to tell me. <laughs> what, what I can and can't say as a trans person, right? And it's like, like you telling me I can't say something because it might, uh, because it's not good for the trans community is just as bad as someone saying like you shouldn't have rights. We should let us take, you know. It, it's just like it, it, it bothers me. And I think like a lot of, a lot of like a lot of people in their in in the college age, like like I remember I did a, a cartoon of um tr- related to trans sports and the kid I put in like a trans like a soccer jersey with the trans colors. Um, and basically the way, the whole point of it is like, like th- there are all these like hideous monsters, you know, behind and then a Republican in a suit's like pointing at this little girl with a soccer ball saying, look, a monster, you know, behind, right, behind right. him, there's like healthcare, right. you, know, you know, whatever, um, like global warming. Um, but anyway, someone like a, a, someone in their twenties, a, a queer person said something along the lines of like, uh, yeah, except you had the wrong, the flag, the colors in the wrong order. And I'm oh. like, who the fuck are you? Like, like oh. it, it was just the, I'm like, what are you fucking kidding me? It's like, it's like, it's a soccer Jersey. You also, don't, it doesn't like, need to be literal. So go right. find your own fucking cartoon. It's, it's also too like, like, did we just completely miss all the intention right. from this? Like, did we yeah. just disregard every single thing about this, what this is about? Because you're like, was this specifically without that j- jersey? I think there can be a way to do if someone was like, hey, like, just so you know, like, love the cartoon. But like the uh, no, the no, colors it's the wrong not yeah, their it's business. Like, right. Yeah. It's like it's like, no, uh, what's it's your like, like, for, point yeah, it's like, like, it. like, I mean, soccer, like the Italian team soccer jersey is not the flag on a shirt. Right. It's <laughs> right. blue. Right, right. So I mean, like it's it's a jersey. Like the stripes were vertical, not even horizontal. And, and I was just like, I saw that. And I'm like, who? What the? I, so I mean, there are a lot of people who clearly will never be happy with me. You know, right. uh, like the people who don't know how to laugh. Um, to begin right, with. right, right, right. So, so, but I mean, like the fact that I I started talking to straight crowds first, I think, mm. made it made it um, maybe a lot more fearless. Yes. So, yeah. um, so but I think for the most out- part. 
too is like that is so such an incredible like yeah, thing to or, offer people absolutely or like they'll be like you know my friend is struggling i saw your comedy show and like what should i do and i'll be like you know just give them my face like send them, send them they can message me you know mm-hmm. here, here's my phone number so, mm-hmm. really? so there are times where yeah yeah so so there are times i've spoken to people like who didn't have anyone and it feels great to, to know that to know like someone who needed support i could give them support um like i remember one person's mom like was saw, saw my show and just and now like that person is not only out but they, they've been out for a couple of years now mm-hmm. they're like like they're doing and it's just i hope i hope at least that like if this person was struggling with thoughts of suicide that having that outlet stop them you know that that's that's absolutely my hope. Anyway. being of service is a in the programming that helps not with not drinking which is a fucking fucking process <laughs> daily process daily process but it's like uh being of service is like the cornerstone of what everything like moves towards because like that's when you feel t- that's like when i like spiritually feel the best like if i like do something that would be considered like being of service like doing the best like thing there and that's like 100 percent the ultimate and I mean, service but if they started comedy i would slit their fucking throats <laughs> i would be like there can, there can be only one and <laughs> well this has been thank you so much one of our favorite episodes yes, thank you oh I, i'm sorry it wasn't funnier I, oh uh, get the fuck Jay, out of here stop it Leading oh my god suicide is always a tough thing to Jay, follow uh, <laughs> it is a tough thing to follow right. jay you have been nothing but a treat and we absolutely love you thank you you're welcome anytime you want to come back on the show promote anything chit chat you are welcome oh uh, well thank you thank and you where can yeah. people find you online you can find me on instagram at j-a-y-e dot mcbride i'm on twitter at j mcbride which i'm probably funnier at and this year uh i know you know this mateo but i have about 55 pages of a graphic novel done so i have about 65 more to go and it'll be finished and hopefully i'll have that published by the end of the year and we will promote the shit out of it oh thanks yeah jay's a great great artist great fascinating artist writer comedian Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.